Hi, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. Our guest is Raven, an OG Star Wars fan, podcaster, and co-host of Sisters with Sabres and Broaxium's Shooting the Poodoo. We'll talk about her upbringing, her music collection, and will she ever become a Minnesota Vikings fan? We'll find out. Welcome to Father's Galaxy. Thank you, Raven. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. All right. I, I'm so glad you describe yourself as an OG fan because I'm an OG <laughs> fan as well. So I, I, yes. I really can't wait to to talk to you um, uh, about being, you know, an OG one of fan. these vintage Star Wars fans. So, all right. Y'all are as vintage as the toys they make. <laughs> <laughs> right, <they're>, Absolutely. <laughs> we are. No, this is a true story. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it. All right. So tell us about when you grew up and can you share some of your favorite memories? Well, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I live in Minnesota now, but I grew up in Milwaukee. And I, my favorite memories of Milwaukee are spending time at the beach, in Lake Michigan, going to the museum and the zoo. And of course, you know, being introduced to Star Wars for the first time and getting to enjoy, you know, those kinds of times with my family when I was growing up, because it was a huge family thing. And it's, it was just, it was a big part of growing up. Honestly, it was huge, but Star Wars came out the year I was born. So it was, it was there already when I first, you know, became aware of it. It wasn't brand new. So um, yeah, but that, you know, my life was very kind of idyllic as scary as that sounds as a kid, I had a really good time. I have three half sisters and we had a blast. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was, I grew up in happy days town. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that because that's how I know Milwaukee. I've never been to Milwaukee, but I, I do remember that uh, that was the the setting for happy days of Laverne and Shirley, you know, and Absolutely. those are two shows that I watch back in the day. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. How old were you when you watched your first Star Wars movie? And which, what movie uh, was, was it? It was definitely A New Hope was the first one I watched. And I specifically remember watching it the first time because my sister, my oldest of my three sisters had just been born. And I know how old I was when she was born. So I saw it when I was five, originally. And at that point I saw um, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Uh, the only one I saw brand new was Jedi because obviously I was a little small. <laughs> now that's pretty cool. So you said that you, it's not just you who are a Star Wars fan in your family. You said mm -hmm. a lot of your other family members are as well. Absolutely. All of them. Um, it's very common for me to be, you know, strolling through a store and get a text message from one of my sisters. And it's just a picture of my mom sitting on the couch watching Star Wars, which means that they've, shown up at her house and walked in and she's just sitting there by herself watching star wars and they can never get enough of that they think it's the coolest thing ever wow that is yeah. that is awesome um you know yeah. it's totally yeah it's totally different from my upbringing um Ooh. but it's, it's so nice to see that even your parents were interested in star wars what do you think it was that interest um your, your sisters and, and your mom and 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 your dad and you know what what was it about star wars that interest you know, multi-generations? I think, honestly, I think for my parents, it has a lot to do with fellow feeling. 
my mother is in a lot of ways very much like Princess Leia. She's a tiny little fireball who absolutely puts the fear of God in everyone around her when she wants something done. And it's and it's the good kind of fear. You know, you you respect her. And so therefore, when she says to do, you do. And I think for her, I think she enjoyed seeing someone that was more identifiable in a movie. Um, I know that she also very much enjoys Darth Vader's leather pants. <laughs> Truthfully, <laughs> um, she thinks he just looks really cool. She always points out when he's walking down the, you know, the ramp. You know, she said he looks so cool. You know, he needs to get on a big Harley and just go. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think the cape would work really well with a Harley. Um, but then I know for my stepdad, <clears throat> um, you know, he's been my dad since I was you know, we won, but he is absolutely Luke Skywalker, like in real life, that positive, loving, just that kind of person. And I really do think that they both just kind of glommed on to characters that really fit for them, you know? And, and I think for my sisters and I, it's just something we grew up with. Our parents loved it when it was on. It was like, okay, everybody get in here and watch this. Okay. Um, and my family growing up, we were big on doing things together, anything we could all do together that everybody could get on board with. We were there. And Star Wars was one of the few things that was just across the board for everybody. Yeah, yeah I love hearing that. You know, um, I I was a Star Wars fan in the family. Now, my brother, um, I have three older brothers. My, my brother is five years older than I am. He was Ooh. he loved films. He loved movies. I remember he bought our first VCR and you know hooked it up and one of the movies that we saw was star wars and i didn't know i don't know if he saw it because he was interested in star wars or if i was interested um mm. but yeah but since then you know it's not something you know i guess we don't have that relationship with star wars because we don't go back and say hey you know remember this in this scene or you know we would talk about star wars on a constant basis it was never like that but i had uh two of my best friends um i grew up in brooklyn uh, two of my mm -hmm. best friends who uh, we talk Star Wars. Um, and uh, so they were the ones that I would uh, discuss Star Wars with. And for a very long time, you know, throughout my adult life, I had no one else to talk Star Wars about because I, you know, I, I worked, you know, the, the co-workers um, that I've had, um, the, uh, this, the my peers in school and college, I didn't know anyone else besides me who mm. was in Star Wars, you know, so um, it, it felt uh, very lonely, but I, I did enjoy always going back to the films and, you know, didn't matter what medium it was, if it was, you know, uh, DVD or Blu-ray you know, or VHS, just pop it in and watch it over and over and over. And that was wonderful. So um, Every but time. it wasn't until, you know, Keith came along that I really had someone that I can share it with and, and you know, just constantly just talk about it. And right now there's just so much Star Wars, you know, mm -hmm. for you later. and, you know, we, you could start anywhere. So I, that's wonderful to hear that at the very beginning, you had that uh, relationship where Star Wars brought your family together. That is, that is, a that's wonderful. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. And I remember actually recently I called my mom at about six o'clock in the morning. And the reason I was calling her is because I saw something in a Star Wars, you know, YouTube video that I just had to talk to somebody about. So I called my mom. I mean, that's literally how Star Wars we are, that I could call her and have a conversation about something about Star Wars so that she would, you know, help guide me along to understand it and understand what I had seen, so. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so you, you say you grew up in Milwaukee. So not only are you a Star Wars fan, um, but you're also a sports fan. So you I follow am. the Packers. Is that right? I, I am a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers. Shareholder. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So let's talk about <laughs> that because that's interesting as well. Um, again, you know, my experience, I couldn't find a, someone who watched sports and Star Wars at the same mm. time. Enjoy them both. Um, but you do. So tell me about that. How did you find where that love of, of sports come from and um, how did you balance that with, you know, being a Star Wars fan or being, you know, you know, a, a sports fan and a nerd at the same time? Did you have to keep two different groups of friends? How did you balance that? <laughs> well, I think anybody who was friends with me back then and honestly, people who are friends with me now would tell you that I have many groups of friends. Um, even in high school, I was never one to be with the same group all the time. And yeah, I absolutely had one group, you know, where we talked about nerd stuff. You know, we Star Trek or Star Wars, whatever we were excited about that week. Um, sports was huge in my family. We played a lot of sports when I was growing up and watched a lot of sports. Um, I went to many, many, many Brewers games, so many that it got old after a while. So that tells you how many it was. Um, but yeah, sports has just always been in, in my life. Uh, just something that I've always enjoyed. You know, I enjoy doing it sometimes, but mostly I enjoy watching. <laughs> um, but the Packers thing, you know, comes from obviously being from Wisconsin. Um, you know, obviously there's the history of the team and have all of those things to be proud of. But for me, I enjoy any time a whole group of people who are nothing like each other can get together and be about the same thing, no matter what it is. And my music is the same way. It's, it's about you know, getting together with different people and experiencing something that's the same for everybody in the room, even if everything else is completely different. Yeah. Um, so now that you're living in Minnesota, do you ever feel pressure to um, become a Vikings fan and, and, and no longer be a Packers fan? <laughs> no, not at all. Nope. Good. No. <laughs> There's no, no hesitation. I would be disowned no from my family. Okay. <laughs> so no, no chance of you I don't changing. Know if you get the joke. <laughs> no. No, very little. Okay, wonderful. So we were talking about music. That actually leads us to our next topic. We're talking about Minnesota, and you know Minnesota mm -hmm. is on the map. Um, very huge in the music scene, especially. Um, mm -hmm. So tell us about Minnesota um, and your love for music and how. Minnesota, why Minnesota is important in, in the music industry? Well, for me personally, music is important because I think it's in my blood. Um, my father, my biological father was a singer. Um, so, and my parents both uh, are dancers, you know, um, my stepdad competed uh, in dancing uh, when he was younger. They met out at a place where they were dancing and this was back in the 70s so it was disco and cool shoes and just so much fun and so music and dancing have been a huge part of my growing up um, and been absolutely formative to who i am um, so and my parents were so wonderful because by the time i was five years old i had my own stereo that i had complete control over um, and I was allowed to just experiment and listen to all kinds of music. And they had a really great way of just saying that it doesn't matter what it is. If you like it, then you like it. Don't worry about whether or not it goes with something else you like 
or if everyone else likes it. If you enjoy it, that's all that matters. It's art. It's to be taken in by the beholder and judged accordingly. It doesn't, you know, you don't need accolades or approval from anyone else. So music was important to me for that. Um, but also, you know, Minneapolis, I mean, it's huge. I mean, uh, uh, you know, outside of Minneapolis, you've got, you know, Bob Dylan. But here, of course, you've got Prince, you've got Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh, you know, for me, more stay in the time. Um, but, you know, it's it's a huge, huge music town, live music. You know, the Dakota Jazz Club here is amazing. And you can see, you know, Steve Smith from Journey doing his world-class jazz drumming, which is amazing. Um, but I've seen, you know, so many concerts and so many different people here. But obviously, you know, the purple one reigns supreme. I mean, he even shows up on my desk. So, you know, um, but I live just about uh, two miles from Paisley Park. In fact, I drive past it on the regular. Um, and I was actually there uh, the day that the the sad day, um, just because I, I knew a police officer at the time. So I was aware of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, let's talk about that. So um, well, how did you hear about Prince's passing? Where were you? Um, I heard it on the news. But I had heard whispers through the grapevine about 10 minutes before via text messages from different people saying that they had heard this or they had heard that. You don't want to take anything as gospel until you hear it from somebody who can actually say. So it was actually the news that, you know, really, really broke it for me. But um, at the time, I was really interested in photography and still am. And so I grabbed my camera and being that it was just two miles away, we went over and took some time to, you know, see what was going on and see what people were doing and how they were paying tribute. But, you know, as a kid of the 80s, you know, this is an icon. I mean, an icon anyway. But, you know, for us, this is, I mean, there are a few that made this much of an impact in our lives and in pop culture uh, and in music in general. So I wanted to be there to pay my respects, but also to show that other people were out there and some of the beautiful things that they were doing to show their appreciation. It was really, really beautiful. This sheet here has just got everybody's written messages on it. And it was so beautiful. It was really beautiful. Hmm. And since it's passing, the uh, Paisley Park is now open as a museum. It's open to yes, the public. Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. And anytime you drive by, it's packed. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been there recently? Um. I drive by on the regular, but I haven't been inside for quite some time. Okay. Okay. Right. Would um, you consider Prince your favorite artist? No, no. no? <laughs> I have okay. a great deal of love and respect uh, for Prince for certain, but um, you know, I'm an MJ girl from birth. That's just the way it is. And for me, you know, my favorite band is Def Leppard, Simply mm. Red, Journey. Um, a, you know, very 80s style. I mean, I like I say, I love Prince. I mean, he's on every playlist I have, but he doesn't really crack the top 10 for me when it comes down to it, you know, with with all due respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. No, there are so many artists out there. I, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I I would say, um, so, so you, you would say you're, you're, you're geared more towards rock. Yeah. Rock, jazz. I mean, 
It depends Another, kind of on the yeah. day. I mean, obviously, Def Leppard is my favorite because they're just my favorite, you know. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. Journey and Simply Red are, are a little bit different favorites. Um, mm -hmm. I think for me, Def Leppard is more of an emotional favorite. It represents a time in history and a time in life and a time in music that was just so specific. But when it comes to like Journey and Simply Red, those are singers. I'm a singer. Yeah. They're, you know, that's a completely different kind of art form. But literally any given day, if you were to check what I'm listening to, you would think my favorite artist is somebody completely different because it just depends on what I feel like. Um, but yeah, I think I'm honestly, I'm much more of a singer songwriter girl. 70s uh, singer songwriters are more my style, yeah. like Carly Simon and, you know, James Taylor. That's kind of really my wheelhouse, but I'm happy to go pretty much anywhere someone will take me. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I, I like that. I love that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I would say my favorite singer is Al Green. I love Al Green. I, I think oh, he fabulous is. Fabulous choice. Yeah. He, he's just. <laughs> Uh, his his voice is so soulful. Um, he's a great mm -hmm. songwriter. Um, he was in my thoughts actually a few days ago, and I was just thinking back to um, I don't know if you caught this, but the BET Awards about I think 2008 maybe they gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award, and mm -hmm. I just back and I found the YouTube video on it and just how he just brought the house down, you know, singing uh, uh, Love and Happiness and. Um, Let's stay together. Uh, it was just wonderful. He's I've seen him three times in concert. Oh, wow. He's just captivating, you know. And my favorite singer yeah. is Dua Lipa, but I'm not sure that matters right now. No, I was gonna <laughs> after, I, after I was done talking about Al Green, I was going to ask you that question. All right. Yes, but there's your yes. answer. Yes. All right, but I, I want to hear more about that. Yeah. But yes, for Al Al Green for me. Yeah, I, there are many others, but yes. Absolutely. Uh, so, for you, who's you said Dua Lipa? Yeah. Yes. You want to tell us why? Because she makes good music. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's my answer. That's that's how it's supposed to be, right? That's right. That's all the <laughs> reason I need. And my mother loves disco. Yeah. So yeah. So disco yeah. Is yeah. I've heard Street Life so many times. Street stuck Life. In my head. <laughs> I love love yeah. disco. Love yeah. disco. Yeah, Tanya is a disco baby. Yeah, so yeah, so we can just name names. I mean, Stevie mm -hmm. Wonder, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, mm -hmm. Odyssey. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Candy Staten. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a list. Yeah. Such good stuff. There's so much out there, and I I I shudder for people who are limited by genre. Um, if you're not stepping outside your comfort zone, especially when it comes to music, you're missing out because there's so much out there that's just mm -hmm. Oh, you just, you miss out if you don't experience it. What type of songs do you like to sing? Uh, when I sing, it's generally uh, old classics, honestly, old standards. Um, you know, lots of Cole Porter type stuff, you know, from the 1920s, honestly. Um, and, um, you know, obviously the old R&B stuff that, you know, that I grew up on, the Diana Ross and the Supremes kind of thing. But um, if you're going to see me in a really happy place, you're going to find me, you know, singing country music, believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on old music, so it, yeah. you know, I was taught Patsy Cline right along with, you know, Aretha Franklin. So I understood that they were both phenomenal, amazing artists. They don't sound the same, but that's not the point, you know. So that's more my happy place, you know. That's amazing. Have you recorded any of your uh, material? 
Uh, no, I haven't. I've performed, you know, back in the olden days quite a few times, but I find that when I'm performing music, when I'm actually performing, I'm so hard on myself about it being perfect that it takes a lot of the joy out of it for me. So now I generally only do it when I get together with a group of my friends, you know, who all play instruments and stuff like that. We'll get together and we'll, you know, sing away for a few hours, just having a good time. Um, I competed when I was in high school in, you know, singing groups and stuff like that, which was fun. Um, but I wasn't really trying back then. I was an alto, you know, but I was actually a soprano, if that makes sense. So I got to hide really easily. <laughs> <laughs> you want to ask this question? Yes. All right. So this year is the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, which happens to be your favorite Star Wars movie. You used to be dads, too. So take us back to your first time seeing the film. Did you see it in theaters or TV? And why is it your favorite Star Wars movie? Whew. Okay. Well, thankfully, these are easy questions for me to answer. I saw it with my dad in the theater. Um, I cried a lot. But it was all like happy tears because I just thought the world of Luke Skywalker, I really did. Even as a little kid, I just thought so much of him and to see him, you know, for me, walk right up and shake hands with the worst of the worst and to say, you know, I'm 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 not going to join. I'm cool. Was just it was it was life changing for me, really. And um, it, it's uh, it's a deep, deep, deep meaning kind of thing to me to have that experience of going to the heights of power and realizing that the heights of power are not worth what it costs you or what you have to give up. And, you know, it's a, it's a message I think that it has, you know, followed me throughout my life. You know, there are things that it's just not worth paying for, you know, um, no matter how, you know, wonderful, whatever you would get would be, it's simply not worth it. But I love the movie because I love Luke's boots. I love the movie because because I love Han and Leia's, you know, interplay and their interaction. And I love the callbacks to the I love you and I know. And, you know, just more opportunity to see, you know, how she was never portrayed as a shrinking violet or someone in need of someone to save her. You know, all of those things about it are amazing. For me, Return of the Jedi is my favorite because I'm a Luke girl and seeing him come to that end point is so gratifying but it doesn't mean i don't love all the other movies for their own thing <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah like he said uh return to jedi was my favorite film star for wars film time. for a very long time up, up until mm -hmm. recently i would say maybe the last since the sequel trilogy um mm -hmm. i went back and watched the rewatched the original trilogy and i find myself um uh, uh loving the Empire Strikes Back. Wait, more. since the sequels? Yeah, I would say since the sequels. Yeah, because I went back and watched it, and uh, the Empire Strikes Back. The Empire. What? What, what am I saying wrong? It's been that recent. That was like a no, movie. yeah, it, no, actually, yeah, it was that recent because you know I knew that they were making the sequel trilogy, and I wanted to go back and watch the original trilogy, and uh, I just find myself drawn more towards the Empire Strikes See, Back. See, you love when the heroes lose. His favorite, his yes. favorite Avengers movie is Infinity War, and now you can tell why. That's a good point. That's a, and it's true because I, you know, the way that the Empire Strikes Back ended, you know, with the bad guys losing in the end, like you don't winning. The I'm sorry, the bad guys winning in the end. Yep. You don't 
always see that, you know, and I, it was, it just, it was open-ended, just left you like, well, what's going to happen next? I mean, you know, you know, how is Luke going to come back and Leia, what are they going to do? Where's Han? You know, and, you know, of course, back, you know, when I was watching the films, you know, as a young kid, we had to wait three years for the next sequel, uh, for the next movie. Had to wait until you could pop the DVD into the player. Right. Yeah. That's how right. Long yeah. It was. You know, three years. You know, to find out who is the other. Um, is Darth Vader really Luke's father? Is Han, mm-hmm. Han survived the carbon freeze? You know, there's so many questions that Return of Jedi had to answer, and then it had to be tonally. It had to be different than the Empire Strikes Back because you know the Empire was dark because mm-hmm. you know, it was you know. Vader was so over oppressive, you know, like you, you couldn't avoid him. But right, Return of Jedi was more of a redemption story, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it became personal, you know. So right. I think that's what made it more exciting. You know, it wasn't just like slam bam action. You get that, um, but with Luke, it was a more personal story. And in the moments mm-hmm. when he's speaking with his father and he's with the Emperor, the three, it, it's just it's riveting, you know. And the, mm-hmm. the and that the performances, the lighting, the music, all that came together in that movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I wholeheartedly, you know, okay with you know your decision. Return the Jedi being your favorite again, it was my favorite for a very long time. But yeah, it was it's an absolute to this day, forty years later, it's an absolute joy to watch for me. Absolutely, I yeah. I completely agree. But I think the second act of a play is always everyone's favorite. It's just not. <clears throat> as often that we have that in a movie where the movie ends, you know, or the movie itself is that second act where everything goes wrong and you don't know what's going to happen. Usually that happens in the movie, but then you have the conclusion afterwards that sends you out of the theater feeling like, Oh, okay. I know what happened. And, you know, but you walked out of empire going, I have no idea what's going to happen to any of these people. Like I have no idea what the future holds. And I think that, I, I think that is really dynamic and I can completely see why that one is so popular amongst most, you know, I guess OG fans, but I mean, you know, maybe just fans in general, that that's one of the, you know, movies that most people put as the best one, because I think it gets to that angst and drama that we go to a movie for. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what Star Wars projects are you looking forward to? Oh, Mandalorian. Bring me some more Mandalorian. I'm ready for that. Um, but I'm ready for anything. Um, and not even necessarily because I'm super interested in it. I love the expansion of the galaxy and the opportunity for more people who watch these movies and see these TV shows or streaming shows or watch, you know, whatever's out there to find their person, their character, their storyline that they really, you know, glom onto. You know, in Empire Strikes Back, I saw Boba Fett and I'm like, okay, I have to know everything. I want to know everything. This is my favorite character. And he's still one of my absolute favorite characters. And all of it was because we didn't know anything about him. We had nothing to go on. He's a bounty hunter. That's all we know. And that's it. And it was so, so interesting to me now, years and years later, to suddenly have some of that story told and to get to know that character. Now, of course, we got information from the prequel trilogy, but that's completely different than, you know, the book of Boba Fett. Now I realize that's not up everyone's alley, but for people like me who have, you know, a Star Wars unleashed Boba Fett being eaten by the Sarlacc, you know, right next to my bed, I want to know what happens to Boba Fett. 
So I really enjoyed it. But I just love that everybody who has a character, there's something for you. Is Ahsoka your person? Well, guess what? Here it comes. You know, if you're interested in Mandalore and the Darksaber and all of these things that we learned about in Clone Wars, here you go. You know, I just think it's great because the more it opens up, the more people's imaginations open up, the more people can see themselves in these stories. And hopefully it can affect them in a positive way, you know, going forward. Mm -hmm. um, besides Star Wars, what other films and TV projects do you enjoy watching? Oh, <clears throat> I'm a Trekker. So anything Trek, I'm I'm here for it. And I'm, I'm going to say it publicly right now. Picard over Kirk. Sorry, Picard. I have to say it. It's true. Picard. Um, unless Riker's in the conversation, then Riker for sure. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm definitely a, a Trekker. So you'll you'll see me watching anything Star Trek. Um, other than that, I really only turn on my television to watch sports because I just don't watch TV very much. <laughs> the last show I really got into was, um, the West wing. So I'm, I'm really behind on my television watching. Yeah. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I no. feel like I don't even turn on the television anymore. I haven't, yeah, I, I, like everything's digital now, TVs are kind of going. But I've been mm -hmm. saving up my money so I can buy myself a television and like put it in my room. And then I will be supreme and me and my brother can just watch whatever we want to watch. Right. But, but my cutoff was over again. Like nine o'clock. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Not nine. Eight. Fifteen. Eight fifteen. Right. Yeah. PM, not a negotiation. <laughs> yeah. If a TV was in your room, I don't know if you'd ever go to sleep. That's what? You want me to stay in my room? Well, <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, there's pros and cons. Yeah, but that's something we'll have to talk about. That's right. <laughs> Raven, just curious. Are you into any of the Star Wars books? Any novels or books that interest you? Um, I've been going through slowly and reading, uh, not reading, but reading. The, I've been doing the audiobooks on Audible, um, and so I've done all of the the, the most recent um, Old Republic stuff. So I'm slowly picking up on the books and stuff. Years ago, I read Shadows of the Empire, which I loved, but that was like the only Star Wars book I read for the longest time. And now I'm starting to slowly pick up and try to, you know, get caught up with all of the stuff that goes on outside of the knowledge that I have, which is generally speaking, the movies and the streaming shows for the most part, because I didn't really watch Rebels or Clone Wars. So I don't have that, you know, that deep base of all that information. So I'm slowly getting caught up and learning more. And it, it makes me feel a little bit smarter when I notice, you know, Easter eggs that I'm certain would have gotten by me <laughs> before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's such a lot. Of, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to a lot of new stuff, too. Like, I've been watching The Simpsons, and I'm kind of falling behind because, once again, my parents have put a curfew on the television, meaning I can't really watch it live because it's on at 8.30ish. Not 8.30ish, but 8. So that ends at 8.30. So usually, I like watching it on my iPad a few days later. But yeah, I am following The Simpsons. So okay. that's the series. And I want to watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Don't ask me why, but like, I do. Yeah, I have not seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, apparently but... Johnny Depp is on. Yes. Willy Wonka. He is. That's right. He is. He is. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to I'm, let me know how it is. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> yeah. 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 And as far as books, you know, um, I started reading a few of the High Republic books, novels, mm -hmm. but, you know, they were coming out so fast and furious. I've, I've gotten behind on those like of, once a as month. well. Yeah. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. we'll get back into reading those. Yeah. Well, that's why I love the audiobooks. I can listen while I'm working. And, yeah. um, I'm good at that. So it, the audiobooks are fantastic for that. The problem for me is that most of the reading I do is very dry, um, historical, you know, nonfiction books. So it's like no one really wants to hear about the book I was reading yesterday because <clears throat> it's boring to everybody who isn't me. I was listening to uh, The Life of Cicero, volume two. <laughs> most people are just like, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, can you tell us more about it? I mean, I'm actually interested in, in knowing more about that book. Well, Cicero was an amazing speechwriter. Um, and while we don't really know what it sounded like when he gave speeches, he was known to be quite good at it. Um, but even the translations of the speeches that he gives are, are just fantastic and phenomenal. And he was an interesting character for the time that he lived in. He was, I mean, certainly by our standards, not at all, but by the standards then, he had a much more uh, recognizable way of looking at the world, of looking at the way that people were treated and that kind of thing, you know, because he was living in a time when people were treated very, very badly for ridiculous reasons. But he was a very, um, he was just a really, really interesting character who did a lot of things right, but unfortunately one day made a horrible decision to, you know, partner with Pompey over Caesar and ended up having, you know, the kinds of problems that people who, tar you know, went with Pompey had and ended up losing his head as it were. Um, but he's, he's a phenomenal speechwriter and it's interesting to listen to some of his orations when he's speaking about someone and you can almost hear him talking about public figures we have today and the things that he says. And it's like, wow, I can just scratch out this person's name at the top and put somebody else in. And it suddenly makes sense. It's just very interesting to hear someone from that long ago saying the same kinds of things that we're saying around the water cooler or around the dinner table when we're talking about the things that we see going on in the world today. Um, and he was just a very, very interesting character. And I like to, I like to listen to his speeches. Okay. So for our final question, talk about mm -hmm. your journey to becoming a podcaster. How did you find and join Sisters with Sabres and Blackstone? Um, Sisters found me. Maria found me. She was looking for, you know, women of color to come and be on a podcast and have a safe, a safe space, a place that we could you know, be together and, and, you know, have that sort of camaraderie, uh, which I thought was really neat. So I, I wanted to be a part of that. Um, and with Broaxium, it's, it's just kind of feels like these are my friends. These are the kind of people I hang out with all the time. And it, it feels very comfortable. The conversations I have with the, with the Broaxium crew are the same conversations I have when I'm out with my friends watching a football game. Um, both are just they but they both serve different purposes with sisters it's 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 literally more of a you know sisterhood kind of thing in that you know tight-knit group of people that just can feel free when they're when they're together to talk about whatever 
and with a bro axiom it's just more like you know what what you do when you hang out with your friends you know just random fun stuff where we talk about silly things that don't matter <laughs> you know that is the that's absolutely the most fun thing to do is just have a you know people who you have things in common or you know sometimes mm -hmm. you may not agree on some of the things that you talk about but it's a dialogue yeah. it's a conversation right mm -hmm. that's 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 all that matters i enjoy watching uh bro axiom shooting the poodoo um yeah i, I, I can't watch that yeah i know, you, you can't watch it but sorry <laughs> I, that's I enjoy me. <laughs> we enjoy it well that's uh, all today isn't it uh maybe i, I think uh they'll be on tonight, I believe so, yeah. yeah we 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 love it you know we may not always uh comment on it because we're just listening <laughs> sure, uh, absolutely yeah, we, we are we we watch it on a regular basis and if you ever yeah, see our name pop up in the chat just know it's just the father and not the son right exactly. it's funny right that's a good point because whenever we do comment you know chris always makes the joke uh, is, is this keith is this key? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never key. Make sure. so it's <laughs> Wait, imagine, imagine if you just type yeah. hello in the chat and then right next to it appears the words hi dad under a random account. <laughs> that would be funny. I think I think Chris among amongst other people on the on the panel would swallow their tongues if they thought that happened. <laughs> Right. Wait, if they just tell the response, hi, dad, the yeah. room would just be like. No, I, that's exactly uh... why. Yeah, we would never, we would never do that. We want everyone to be yeah. themselves. You know, we don't want them <gasps> to, to censor anything. You know, that's, that's why we watch Pro Axiom, you know, shooting the poop. Yes. So please, you know, <laughs> uncensored, unfiltered. That's how we like it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I did. We, we like our show uncensored and filtered, though. Not yeah, that there's anything too censored. Right, in a different way. Right. We, we try to keep it uh, PG, but you know. No, we keep it. G. Everything has it, everything it. has its its yeah. its place. You know. One of the things I I, I did have one uh, something else I wanted to talk about with you, and then you made it um, public. Um, you've talked about it often. It's about social media. Um, mm -hmm. I know at one point you did have a Twitter account and mm -hmm. um, now you, you don't. Um, so without going into details, you know, obviously is, you know, it's, it's personal um, as to what took place or what happened, but what was it, what was the point where you said that, you know, I've had enough of Twitter, you know, I'm done and I'm not coming back. Uh, for me, it was, it was a, you know, without being specific, it was just a general hypocrisy. Um, you know, you when people speak one thing and do something different i find that to be you know obnoxious and when it becomes a thing where it starts a whole movement and it's you know that for me is an issue and you know if you aren't comfortable with you know being out there then you shouldn't be out there if you can't handle being out there you shouldn't be out there and for me I just can't deal with just the, the the heaping masses of hypocrisy. It's just I'm I'm on a drama free diet, like I said. And for me, social media just brings too much drama to the door for me. You know, I'm not criticizing anybody else who's doing it like I enjoyed it. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I never miss Twitter. Of course, I miss Twitter sometimes. I wish I knew some of the things that people are talking about that they saw. But I'm missing so much of 
just people being hateful and then crying about people being hateful to them. And I, I just, I'm like, well, then, you know, you give what you get, you know, and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's what it comes down to. I just don't need any extra drama in my life. The world is hard enough. Like, mm -hmm. let's not borrow trouble, people. Like, let's just have a happy time. And if we can't have happy times, then I'm going to go home, which is what yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, honestly, I don't know much about social media. You know, I mm -hmm. um, not since we've started this podcast, you know, it was it really actually took us. On which pool you dip your feet into. Well, true. You Absolutely. Can, you can go in the one with sharks. You can go in the one with piranhas. You could just go in the clear water. That's just kind of mm -hmm. how that's kind of how Twitter works. I know when we started our podcast, you know, that was the last social media that we joined because we were you just. Know, it, it used to be just Instagram and Facebook, and then mm -hmm. another podcaster, Big T Little T, convinced us to get onto Twitter because our original thing was, oh, the hey, all the fans and all that. Mm -hmm. It's nice, but like it just comes with an extra side of hypocrisy yeah. and craziness. Mm -hmm. But it was actually, it's actually been quite nice for us. Well, yes and no. Yeah, it's well, no. See, what we do is um, we don't tell you everything Excuse that me, happens sir. on Twitter. No, and this is for your, for your, for your benefit, for your safety. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, what I was gonna say, it, we did. It did take a long time for us to uh, get on Twitter, but yes, uh, Keith is correct. You know, another podcaster did uh, suggest that we get on there because there's a big Star Wars community on yeah. Twitter, which there is, there and is. we love it. Um, and you know, I would say, and you you probably agree with this. I mean, you know, ninety percent of the people are are very nice and very cordial, and, and just love talking about Star Wars and just. Mm -hmm. love a dialogue and then you have that 10 percent that you know just wants to pick a fight exactly pick a fight <laughs> and, and, and criticize every single thing you say or everything you do if you um um you know if you know rather than say you know um i i, I love this part of star wars it's like well i hate this i hate that they didn't they didn't do this right you know mm -hmm. rather than you know okay well what did you like about it? And if you didn't like it at all, you shouldn't comment, you know, okay. is, is my mm -hmm. to be fair, Yeah. When I see these crazy Twitter threads of like people just going at it with each other, it makes me kind of annoyed because I'm like, 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 seriously, if you're on social media just to gaslight and troll people, yeah. don't be on social media. It, it just makes it worse for you. Right. Which is why mm -hmm. I don't want you to be. Also, yeah, so apparently, oh, by the way, dad, yeah. that reminds me, yeah. tell me everything when we get off. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I buy a chalkboard and I make you write on it a hundred times. I will tell my child everything about my podcast. Yeah, that sounds like there are so many things you do not want to know. Yeah, Trust exactly. Me, you're better off not knowing. But with great age comes great responsibility. Yes. I don't know. When I'm you, 11. I mean, when you get old. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite there yet. But. Dad, I don't know how much older I'm going to get before you tell me this. Yeah. I kid you not. When I'm when I'm 21, you'll be like, when you get a little bit older, then I'll tell you. No. No. I I would say. Oh, really? Because by then, I'm sure you forgot it. <laughs> I, look, no. Dad's I, I prerogative. You will turn. You when you turn 18, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. Right? Not it's not that far away. Eighteen is not that far away. Eighteen months old. Past eighteen months old. So like technically. Okay. 
I'm right. also past 18 days and 18 hours and 18 minutes. So technically, I've passed a lot of 18s. Okay. I just turned right. 46, so you've got a while to go yet. <laughs> At, right, and we're all we're still learning, you know. Yes, um, well, every day. I, I had a point about Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, here. yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's fine. Yeah, my, my point is, yes, you're right. It's just the 10% that's out there that's mm -hmm. just looking for trouble. Um, but right, you know, I don't fault you um, mm -hmm. for, for, for leaving Twitter. You know, it's, uh, it's you know, it's... It depends on what fan base. Like right, yeah, said, it's, it's not easy. It's whichever pool that yeah. you're into. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. I think you. that's it. Yes. This is this was a wonderful conversation it's been I am, fun yes it was i i truly enjoy having you here this was well, wonderful. thank you for having me it was great i enjoyed it thoroughly i was looking forward to it all week yeah where can people find you um you can find me on my only social media which is instagram and you're going to see pictures of birds cats and occasionally my dog uh, because that's as exciting as it gets. <laughs> um, and I'm, I believe I'm at D Raven Spencer. <laughs> I have to look to make sure. Um, oh, and you can also, of course, find me on Broaxium and Sisters and Sabres. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Where can people find us? We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes, we're still on Twitter at Fathers of Galaxy. <laughs> Our website is fathersofgalaxy.com. Our merch store is fathersofgalaxy.buyspreadshop.com. As you can see, you've already got some buyers. <laughs> oh, how nice. <laughs> thank you. And check out our speaker page yeah. as well. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. That This is this was awesome. So I, I am so glad that we were able to sit down and, and have a conversation. You know, like I said, we're fans of Sisters with Sabres and we're fans of, of Baraxium. So we will continue to support both channels and uh, we'll continue to tune in and, and, and we'll subscribe to both. Yes, right. Absolutely. And we'll tune in and we'll listen to, to Raven, you know? Yeah. So thank you so much thank once you. again. All right. So that is Raven from Sisters with Sabres and Baraxium, shooting the poodoo. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care, and, and we will we'll see, see you again. again.